This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. We'll talk some Blue Raider sports today with Tony Stennett, who works over at the Media Relations office uh, primarily focusing on <clears throat> lady raider basketball and um it was kind of a big week uh last week for lady raider uh basketball we know that uh we had coach Hensel on recently talked about probably uh signing a couple more players certainly looking at the transfer portal and um did a little bit of both um tony um let, let's start with uh courtney blakely uh girl out of gary indiana um I think led the state in scoring, scored over 2,200 points in her career. And, you know, when I was looking at the highlights of her, she kind of reminded me of a Courtney Jones with, um, uh, in terms of her range, um, you know, kind of unlimited range, but then also a very good passer and, and very athletic. Yeah, and that's uh... – Monty, one of the things uh, the coaching staff really likes about Courtney is that, um, you know, she has a tremendous range. But not only that, <clears throat> she's very physical uh, going, you know, going to the rim. Um, she's great penetrator. She's really good in transition. But I think what makes her really dangerous is that ability to, you know, shoot the ball from anywhere on the court really with uh, great accuracy. Um she shot right at 37% from three-point range and averaged uh, right at 31 points a game <clears throat> this year as a uh, senior. She's on the uh, Indiana All-Star. Uh, she's invited to play for the Indiana All-Star game. And, uh, of course, she's uh, all safe there in Gary, Indiana. But, you know, her passing um, also in those highlights really catch your attention. Uh, an outstanding passer and setting other people up in addition to her scoring. You know, she averaged over 31 points a game, but she also averaged close to, I think, four or five assists per game. Um, but what was really neat, there was one stretch, I think it was in December, when she had scored uh, in a four-game stretch, she scored over 200 points, including 50 in one game and 55 in another. And, you know, when you think about a 32-minute basketball game uh, in high school, that, that's quite remarkable. Yeah, it really is. I've seen some um, 
games, the, the final scores don't add up to that. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, you know, uh, I think to score those kind of numbers, um, you you definitely have to be knocking down some, some three-pointers. And the thing about uh, Courtney Blakely is it's, uh, you know, great range, but a really good mid-range game, um, very quick, you know, and a very explosive guard. So uh, the coaching staff had been in on her, uh, throughout throughout the winter and spring, but she did not get signed uh, by the deadline in the early signing period, which is why she was not among those first three high school players that we had um, that we had signed. But she had committed uh, back during the winter, and then of course um, when the uh, signing period kicked back up last Wednesday, um, that's when she was able to officially sign. So. Uh, with Courtney Blakely, uh, I believe the coaching staff is extremely pleased with um, the four high school kids that they'll be bringing in. Is she um, is she a point guard, a combo guard? What what, what do you what from what you talk with Coach Ensel about what you know? What will her role be on this team? And do you anticipate her making an immediate impact? Yeah, she will be more of a combo guard, which. Uh, of course, is very good. Get, gives you an opportunity to get on the uh, court quicker, and um, I would expect that she will have a chance to make an immediate impact. Um, you know, when I think she's like she's listed at five eight, so probably you know maybe five seven, five eight. But she's one of those uh, who could definitely make an immediate impact. A lot of that, I think, will depend on getting in here. You know, how early she can get in here and get to working and uh, also, you know, get in the weight room and just become uh, a bit stronger. What I've noticed um, with some freshmen coming in is that's the biggest adjustment is not always the speed of the game, but uh, the strength and stuff going up against, you know, if you're a freshman right out of high school and, um, you know, a year later you're going up against juniors and seniors, um, at the Division One level, who have been working and been in the weight room, I think a lot of times that uh, the strength is a is a bigger deal uh, than adjusting to the speed of the game or, you know, learning the game that kind of thing. Um, you know, another thing about Courtney that excites you is um, her mother is a head women's uh, basketball coach. Um, it eludes me right now the college she's at, but she's a head coach at a college, and she was also all Big Ten at the University of Iowa, an outstanding player herself. So um, I'd say Courtney has, you know, really good pedigree, has been has been well coached. Um, I believe her mother was originally an assistant coach at Bishop Knoll, um, where Courtney comes from, before moving on to become the head coach uh, where she is right now. But it uh, seems like the young lady has been um, – you know, very well coached and uh, prepared for Division One basketball. We're joined today by Tony Stennett with the MTSU Media Relations Department. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. All righty, we'll take a quick pause and be right back.
Preferred Precision Group, an international manufacturing company, is now hiring full-time positions in Smyrna, Tennessee. They have open positions for material handlers, tugger operators, repackers, and forklift operators. Ranges from $13.25 to $17 per hour. Enjoy the great benefits and overtime. Call or text 615-347-9579. Join Preferred Precision Group, an equal opportunity employer. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. It's easy just to start off of taking the macular degeneration vitamins and going on the Mediterranean diet. Those two things each cause a significant decrease in the risk of you going from the dry form of macular degeneration to the severe form, which is the wet form of macular degeneration. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. While the Braves continue their series in New York, taking on the Yankees, we'll have our next high school sports coverage beginning on Thursday night. It's State Farm Prep Sports as the Oakland Patriots take on Rockvale in baseball. 5.50 airtime on Thursday with a 6 o'clock first pitch right here on WGNS Radio. On Friday, the Blue Raiders begin their series with UAB. It's a home game, a home series, if you will, for the Blue Raiders as the action takes place at Ree Smith Jr. Field. Friday at 5.45. Saturday, doubleheader, two seven-inning games beginning at 12.45. And on Sunday at 12.45, we'll have it all covered for you right here on News Radio WGNS Braves versus Arizona over the weekend as well. You'll catch it all right here on News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Tony Stennett with the MTSU Media Right Relations uh, Department. Uh, um, he's primarily um, entrenched with uh, uh, Blue Raider uh, women's basketball, amongst other duties. But uh, we're talking about uh, Courtney Blakely signing with MTSU out of uh, Gary, Indiana uh, last week. Certainly, Tony, uh, the recruiting of High school athletes has changed uh, this past year, changed immensely because I guess everything was pretty much Zoom. They can't come see your – hadn't been able to come to your campus. Coaches hadn't been able to 
get inside homes. So um, I would say it's pretty difficult to try to land somebody uh, that far away. Oh, definitely. And, you know, uh, technology uh, becomes so much more important. I know with Courtney, um, she was really pleased with the Zoom interviews. She was um, really pleased with the coaches would go around campus um, and FaceTime, you know, showing her buildings, showing her things like that. And um, so even though you couldn't be here, you kind of still are able to get a feel for, you know, campus and, and how 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 it looks and you know you could still do the zoom interviews and talk to professors uh talk to i know with lady raider basketball um anytime during the recruiting process uh that there's a prospect it's very important for coach insel to have those players um with our current players now of course when they were able to visit on campus that was easy to do but now uh he still does it he just sets up Zoom interviews with the prospects and current players. Uh, and I, he does that because he feels it's very important for those prospects to hear from our players um, what's going on in our program. Or, you know, they may have questions that they might not ask the coach or things they've heard and, you know, stuff like that. So um, since I've been here, I know that is a, a big deal with him. And I think that um, – when these Zoom interviews take place and stuff, um, players, the prospects can become a little bit more comfortable hearing things from kids that are actually going through it every day and realizing, you know, this isn't just all coach speak. Um, but, you know, Bonnie, I think another thing that um, that's really impacted uh, high school recruiting, uh, even more so than the pandemic, is the uh, transfer, uh, transfer portal. And, um, you know, I'm sure it's so appetizing for coaches just to get in there and, you know, look for that instant uh, gratification of a, a kid that is groomed and ready to play right now and, um, you know, go get them instead of getting a really good high school kid and developing them. Um, so I think that's what's kind of neat about this Lady Raider class is uh, right now I believe it will include five new players four of which are high school players um, coming in. I uh, got one from Indiana, one from Alabama, and two from here in Tennessee. And um, I know Coach Insel expects for uh, the majority of them to, to impact the game next year. So, uh, And then, you know, of our returning players, um, all of our returning players, the, the six returners, are all kids who were brought here as – uh, high school players and came in as freshmen and have been developed. So um, I think that even though there are some transfers along the way, Coach Insel has maintained his philosophy of signing high school kids and developing them here. Um, and, you know, a big thing with that is, uh, it speaks to, I think, development, is we've had, since joining the uh, Conference USA in the I think seven seasons, seven or eight, that we've been in the league, we've had four freshmen of the year. And I would be really surprised if a young lady on this year's upcoming season's roster isn't in the mix for uh, rookie of the year again this uh, season. 
Um, and I did, uh, Bonnie, I did misspeak, and I'm sure we might talk about her a little later. We do have, um, uh, I said of our returning players, and that's true, they are all high school kids. We do have a transfer um, from VCU that set out this year. She, she joined us in December, and she'll be eligible here at the start of next season, uh, Ksenia Malashka, and uh, she is also on the roster as a transfer, but she was not a returning player. And she's another player I know they expect to step right in. Oh, yeah, and uh, she's she's another one that can play multiple positions. She was on the all-rookie team uh, there at VCU, uh, played against Middle Tennessee two years ago, um, and played well in that game. That was here at the Murphy Center, but uh, she was a, a viable player there at VCU, which went to the NCAA tournament this year. Um, I believe they'll expect her to play the three. Um, and like I said, she, she came in in December, so she's been able to practice. She's been able to, you know, uh, work out, get a grasp of the offense and defensive philosophy, uh, get to know the teammates. Um, she's from Belarus. Um, but definitely expect her uh, to continue, um, if she continues to have the offseason she's having, uh, the Lady Raiders are doing, you know, um, voluntary work right now. So they have a, a certain number of hours per week that they can practice with not the whole team, but, but groups at a time. And she has really, really been outstanding uh, in that setting. Keith, we did mention and that coaches signed mostly high school players. This is a, a little – uh, d- diverse class and that you do have the transfer and he did dip into the transfer portal as well last week of course you had two players that uh, the Hayes girls uh, entered it themselves so there was a need and a, certainly an immediate need at point guard it, it looks like they have filled that void and I don't know if I will butcher her name or not uh, Dorsar out of Maine University was a, a three-time all-conference player in the American East um, Conference. So just tell us a little bit about her. Yeah, Dorr will fill an immediate need, um, you know, at the point guard position. Um, Courtney, like I said earlier, she was already in the mix uh, to come in, you know, as you're looking for depth at that position with, at the time, the Hayes is still here. But uh, once they entered the portal and decided to transfer, I think there became a more immediate need um, for a point guard with experience who could step right in now because, of course, Aislinn would have been a junior and Anastasia a senior, and um, both of those have played the last couple years. And, you know, um, Dorr coming in here is uh, going to be an outstanding point guard. She is, well, she can also play multiple guard positions, but... Um, she was a four-year starter at Maine. She was also the freshman of the year in that league. So freshman of the year and then three-time all-conference. Um, she's the only player in their school's history, which Maine has a really strong women's basketball program. And uh, she's the only one to ever have over 500 assists and uh, over 1,000 points. She also is an outstanding shooter from three-point range. She shot 38% beyond the arc this season, but for her career uh, has also been a 37, 38% shooter from three-point range, which is really outstanding. 
Um, she is main all-time leader in three-point field goals, second all-time in assists, and, uh, of course, a member of the 1,000-point club. And uh, I believe the idea is that she will step in and obviously play immediately as a grad transfer. She has um, one year remaining. Uh, what's interesting is because of the COVID year, even though Dorr is a grad transfer, she could have played her final year at Maine, one of those rare times that a kid could play five seasons at one school. But um, she opted to play her final year elsewhere, and there was a great deal of interest in her, apparently, um, when she got into the portal. But what I thought was really interesting is all of the um, outstanding comments that her coach uh, made in her leaving. And uh, I know you had some of those in your story there in the Murfreesboro Post. And, you know, to me that really stood out because sometimes when a player is leaving the program or transferring, um, coaches, you know, don't have much to say about that. They tend to talk about the ones that they do have. But um, she had some really glowing words for uh, – that player and uh you know obviously wishes her well here at middle tennessee yeah and i think one thing that you know i look she averaged around nine or ten points a game but that really her role necessarily wasn't to score but does have the ability to do so yeah and i think uh you know what we will see uh immediately here next season i mean let's just be honest is you don't just replace a player uh, like Anastasia Hayes and her, her tremendous ability and, and the great year that she had uh, for Middle Tennessee last season. However, I think with the pieces that Middle Tennessee has coming back here uh, this fall, I believe you'll see a more balanced and uh, well-rounded team, uh, which certainly can make you more difficult to guard and, and things like that. So, um, Dorr may not be that that dynamic replacement, but I think the thing she will bring to the court uh, will make the all-around team and offense much better. Uh, Maya Payne, girl out of um, Alabama, tell us a little bit about her. I know she signed early. Yeah, she is an outstanding talent. I know that uh, the staff was elated when they got her, uh, especially right out of the Birmingham area, you know, and with UAB being a rival, um, that was a very big get uh, from right there in their own backyard. Um, Amaya and also Courtney, I forgot to mention this, both of those are rated top 100 players um, in the country. So uh, two top 100s coming in out of this class. But Amaya Payne, um, she's another one that could contend uh a starting job most likely will come off the bench as a freshman um, with Ksenia being a transfer from VCU and just having more experience but Amaya is the uh, class 7A player of the year in Alabama which is the highest classification um, she was named you know um, all state uh, led her team I believe to the state championship there uh, a dynamic player she can she can take it to the rim, play facing the basket. She's another uh, combo, most likely play the three. Um, but they are very excited about her, uh, her well-rounded athleticism, ability to run the floor. And um, she's one that I believe 
based on what I'm hearing, could definitely make an immediate impact. And um, also expect her to be a strong contender for freshman of the year in the league. And two other girls closer by, um, Gracie Dodgan out of uh, White County and Jalen Gregory out of Macon County, which I believe they won the state championship. So They did uh, at Macon County, and, you know, they were well on their way to doing that last year when the tournament got canceled uh, due to the COVID. So it was exciting to see them come back and do what they did this year. Uh, Jalen over a 2,000-point score. Um, you know, and because she was here at the state tournament throughout her high school career, a lot of our fans have been able to see her play. Um, she's a smaller guard, but very, crea- uh, very creative, gets other people involved. Again, although she is a big-time scorer, she's also a great passer, uh, and I think that would probably be kind of more of her role here. Uh, although, you know, the way Coach Enzo shoots the three, um, she'll factor into that greatly, and then Gracie Dodgen, you know, she is the uh, daughter of Coach Michael Dodgen, who coached her there at White County. Of course, Coach Dodgen was also a very highly successful Hall of Fame coach at Cannon County High School, who coached Abby Sissom. You know, had a really good Lady Raider career. So, um, Gracie has been very well coached. And another thing about her is um, she's the all-time leading scorer at White County, over 2,000 points, and also uh, the school's all-time three-point leader um, and one of the state's all-time three-point shooters. But, um, you know, Bonnie, from our days of covering high school basketball, and I think when you cover it, then even when you get away from it through the years, you you kind of keep up with certain teams or you hear about them. So I think anytime you can say that you're the best scorer or three-point shooter uh, at White County High School in girls basketball, you're a pretty special player uh, considering the storied success and the great players that have come through there. Yeah, um, Kelly, Harp, Kelly Harper uh, comes to mind, obviously. Uh, yeah, I saw enough of her about a month ago to do me for a while. Yeah, I'm sure you did. All right, we're joined today by Tony Stennett with the MTSU Media Relations um department uh, focuses mainly on basketball we got a couple other things we're going to touch on here though but we're going to take a break we'll be right back and chip walters will join us with the blue raider insider report Severe weather strikes, we break in. Tornado warning for central Rutherford County. Our own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast. So you should be in shelter already in There is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic, but it still looks pretty good, actually, on 24 eastbound here up by 840. All that traffic coming over from Davidson County, 41, as busy as expected out here, especially up by the Nissan plants. Just heavy going outbound on Las Cassius Pine. Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep of the Sharks, coming up on May 12th. All the details, Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You can only get that on the Wake Up Crew, right? Yes. (laughs) No one else is talking about it at all. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, bench, Cole. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. And unfortunately, today we start with some sad news, and that is the passing of former Blue Raider offensive lineman Jadarius Hamlin. Hamlin played for the Blue Raiders from 2010 to 2013 and was an all-Sun Belt freshman team winner in 2010. He was a very uh, solid offensive lineman. He was a big man with a big heart and a big, big smile. He was uh, killed in a violent car crash uh, on Sunday night. Monday morning along I-24. So please, uh, the condolences to the family and all of his former Blue Raider teammates as Jadarius Hamlin uh, is uh, has passed away. All right, let's go to women's golf. Things looking pretty good there. Middle Tennessee turned in a strong showing Monday at the Conference USA Championships amidst multiple lightning delays, closing the day alone in third place at two over par. The Blue Raiders shared the third spot on the leaderboard with Southern Miss after a six over par 294 in round one and uh, were uh, four under par at the halfway mark. 
Senior Sophie Burks leads the way at one under par and currently tied for six after posting an even par 72 in round one and using birdies on number seven and 13 uh, in round two to move under par. So the it continues to go uh, through today. They're finishing up this afternoon. Tomorrow will be the final day of the Women's Conference Tournament as they are playing down in Dade City, Florida. Women's softball for the second time this season, Middle Tennessee's Corinna Dodd has been named Pitcher of the Week by Conference USA. The league announced that late Monday. Dodd was one of many Blue Raiders who were instrumental in the 3-1 series victory over Western Kentucky last weekend and also received votes in last week's USA Today NFCA coaches poll and was picked to finish first in Conference USA in the preseason. The Trafford, Alabama native posted a 2-0 record in 15 and a third innings pitched uh, and a 0.91 ERA against the Hilltoppers. Dodd held opposing batters to a 163 batting average and the only two runs she allowed were in the form of solo home runs in the series finale. The right-hander started game one against the Hilltoppers and tossed six scoreless innings retiring 12 consecutive batters at one point. So congratulations again to Corinna Dodd who has been named Pitcher of the Week in Conference USA. Let's take a look at uh, what's coming up in baseball. First of all, a look at the standings as we are at the midpoint of the Conference USA season. In the Eastern Division, Charlotte is 14-2, followed by Old Dominion at 13-3. Then it's Western Kentucky at 8-8, eight eight, Florida Atlantic 7-9, FIU 6-10, and, and Marshall at 2-14. In the Western Division, Middle Tennessee right in the hunt, Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss have jumped out to the lead at 12 and 4 and 10 and 5 respectively. Middle UTSA are in a battle for third. The Blue Raiders are 7, 8 and 1 while UTSA is 7 and 8. UAB is 5 and 11 and Rice 3, 12 and 1 in conference play. The uh, Blue Raiders will be hosting UAB this weekend and this is a critical series uh, as far as the standings go. There's 16 conference games left and the Blue Raiders will play 12 of those 16 at home. The only road trip remaining in the conference race will be to Southern Miss on the next to the last weekend of the season. But over the next two weeks, the Raiders will host UAB, then Louisiana Tech. Middle can make some real hay if they get things right over the next two weekends. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Inside Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tansel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. Feeling stuck in a state of compensation stagnation? You know, another year without a raise. 
Then let me, State Farm Agent Deb Ensel in Shelbyville, help you get to a better state with discount double check that can stretch your hard-earned dollars a little further. I'll go through your car insurance to make sure you're getting all the discounts you deserve. Sounds good? Then get your budget to a better state by calling me, State Farm Agent Deb Ensel in Shelbyville, today at 931-684-5274. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Tony Stennett, NTSU Athletic Communications, Media Relations Office, uh, joining us today. Been talking some Lady Raider basketball. And, um, Tony, uh, just the looks of the makeup of this roster is going to have some experience. But, obviously, uh, some of these young girls are going to have to step in and contribute. They are. And, you know, when you think about we have um, six players returning that were – you know, on the roster playing last season. Three of those are players who were freshmen last year, the three post players, uh, Susha, Kozlova, uh, Jada Granham, and um, uh, Annabelle Lasort. So um, none of those three really saw extensive playing time. Of the three, Kozlova, um, the Russian post player, she probably saw the most um, of those three. So this offseason will be vitally important to them. Then the other three you have returning, uh, two seniors, uh, Alexis and Amanda Whittington, and then uh, Courtney Whitson will be a junior, which, boy, that's hard to believe just how fast, you know, things go. Um, so Courtney and Alexis will be returning starters, and uh, those are the only two returning starters. So that leaves three starting positions open. And then your depth is pretty much going to be um, first-year players, whether they be um, freshmen coming in or transfers. So uh, that's why I believe that, one, I think practice will be very, very exciting. Uh, One, the development that takes place in the summer and fall. But when October gets here and you're competing for positions and playing time, you know, I, I know if I was an incoming freshman and looking at the Lady Raider roster, I would think, boy, if I have a good offseason and come in there prepared and ready, I have a great chance to get minutes uh, right off the bat. And um, so I think you're right, Monty. No matter how you slice it, um, these new players are, are definitely going to have to make immediate impact. Um, but with the talent they have, and what they do have coming back, I believe Coach Ensel uh, expects the team to be right back in there contending uh, and defending their conference championship. All right. Uh, we'll move on just a little bit, uh, Tony. Uh, the, the Conference USA baseball season heating up. Um, uh, Middles kind of held its own thus far. Um, I think they've only lost one series. Uh, took the first two at Western. Would have liked to got one more. Uh, you can probably look back at the other series, too, that they probably could have stole another game here or there. But right now they're 7-8-1, and one, would be in the tournament. Um, they've got UAB uh, this weekend at home, which I think is big. They really need to win that series. 
um, because if you look at things realistically, the next two weeks are going to be pretty rough with uh, Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, the beauty of it right now is with um, with four conference series remaining, um, three of which are at home, we control our destiny for making that conference uh, tournament. And like you said, you know, they've held their own, um, have not lost but one series out of the first four, had that uh, hiccup over at San Antonio. But that's uh, lost three out of four and easily, easily could have won three out of four, if not at least split that road trip, which which would have been really nice on the road, uh, two one-run losses there. But um, you're exactly right. This weekend coming up is, um, I think, just crucial for making the conference tournament for a couple of reasons. Um, UAB is currently in the fifth spot in the uh in the West Division, so you could, you know, you win three out of four or sweep that series, and you could easily put a lot of distance between you and that five team. Um, Rice, you know, they're they're kind of a distant six right now, and we have the tiebreaker against them. So it kind of comes down to us and UTSA, I believe, for that third spot on our side, and of course UTSA has the tiebreaker there so um that tie in the end it'll be interesting to see if it helps you or if it hurts you right now it helps us because we're a half a game up but um uh we split with uab um at their place again another one of those series that we could have taken three out of four lost a uh, one run game down there but um you could put some distance there and then like you said we're back home that next weekend, um, but that's La Tech coming in, likely the best team in the conference. They're ranked, and, of course, they're hosting the tournament. Then after that, you got to go to Southern Miss for four. We all know how difficult that is, and they're currently second in the West, and then close up here at home against FIU. So with 12 of the remaining 16 conference games all here at Reed Smith Field, it's an opportunity, you know, for some – home field advantage and to have some momentum but um it all starts this week against uab and like i said you know i think looking at it it's um it's pretty much imperative that you you win the series but uh, a sweep would be outstanding um i think what's really you know kind of bites you in the backside right now is the number of one-run games this team has been unable to pull out um I can't remember the exact record, but I want to say it's something like two and seven. So it's a very competitive team. They're in all the games. I think what we see is the pitching is keeping us in games, but um, the hitting just kind of hasn't been there consistently, and that's a result of of, um, losing some of these one-run games. And there's been a few instances where they've let them get away at the end of the game, but – you know, a break here or there, and we could be singing a, a really different tune right now. But the beauty of it is, for the first time since 2015, we're in position to make the conference tournament. So you do see progress and a, uh, a very competitive product on the field. Tony Stennett joining us today, talking Blue Raider sports. We'll take our final break and be right back.
In retirement, it's all about income. Your money, making money. Learn how it's done with Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter. Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1. Good afternoon. It's still heavy traffic, but it still looks pretty good, actually. On 24 eastbound here up by 840. All that traffic coming over from Davidson County. 41 is busy as expected out here, especially up by the Nissan plants. Just heavy going outbound on Las Cassius Pine. Ripley's Aquarium. Sleep of the Sharks coming up on May 12th. All the details. Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at SirPizza. Order a royal feast or create your own pizza online now at SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying... That wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Tony. Stennett with the MTSU Athletic Communications Office join us today. We're talking a little baseball. Uh, Tony, we've all known since middle got in this league. It's a very tough league, much like the Sun Belt was. I mean, I remember one year, I think the Sun Belt got four teams in. Right now, they look positioned to have at least three, um, if not four, out of here. I mean, you know, Charlotte's coming out of nowhere. They're 14 and two. Old Dominion thirteen and three, and then you mentioned La Tech eleven and four, and Southern Miss ten and four. And I tell you what, uh, you, we we talk about middle needs a sweep. But I tell you, it's hard to sweep anybody in this league. It is uh, because one, as we know, everybody has a good, uh, a solid uh, Friday night starter. Which, speaking of those, um, you know, if you haven't. And, and a lot of people hadn't been able to, to be at a game because it was only uh, season ticket holders, but I do believe there are single-game tickets uh, on sale uh, for the Blue Raider baseball now. And if you haven't seen um, Aaron Brown pitch, you know, the Vanderbilt transfer, he's been outstanding um, both last season before the sport was shut down, but this year he's been lights out, top five in the country in strikeouts. Um, always gives the uh, the team a chance to win. His only hiccup was actually uh, against UAB on the road. Um, but, you know, speaking of the pitching, Monty, is 
I think that's why it's so important. You know, our pitching is good enough and has consistently been good enough all season that you feel like if you could just make the conference tournament, then you've got a chance because you can match up, you know, with anybody. Um, I would dare say our number three pitcher could be the ace of a lot of staff, Zach Keenan. Um, but, you know, you just got to get there. And um, if we can do that, I would think we have a chance to uh, pull off, you know, a few upsets and make a run. Yeah, and, of course, you, as you mentioned, just um, but due to the COVID, you know, you, you don't see the big crowds, and they're such a big part of um, – uh, college athletics. I know in Knoxville, it was crazy up there this past weekend. Yeah, and you know, uh, we we definitely haven't seen that for a couple reasons. One, the COVID, and two, um, up until now, MTSU's home plate uh, has been during some really cold weather, or you know, damp weather, or there's been a lot of um, time changes just to get games in. So. Um, I think our last series against Rice, you saw the crowds get better and better each game to where that Sunday afternoon game, um, there was a really, really good crowd. So you hope to see that again this weekend because I do think the crowd makes a difference in in all the sports. We know that. But I think in baseball, you know, uh, in the middle of rallies or at the end of the game where you're trying to close out a close one, and you've got that crowd getting to their feet behind you. Um, I just think you feel an extra rush of adrenaline or what have you. Um, but I, I've seen that a lot here with middle baseball through the years where the crowd, um, you know, was a very important part of the team's success. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, hopefully come fall, um, um, all this will mostly will be, be – you know, behind us, and we can get the crowds back. Um, speaking of baseball, uh, our Braves outfield's looking like a mash unit right now. Good grief, yeah. I, you know, I noticed last night they were talking about uh, Acuna out, Pache out, Albies out, and then, you know, you forget to even mention Ender, uh, Enciarte. So, you know, you've got two starters out. And a third guy who was a spot starter and your late inning defensive replacement for Ozuna. Who who would have thought that, um, you know, the best outfielder we have going right now is, is um, Ozuna, who is not, not necessarily signed for his uh, defensive uh, superlatives. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Well, speaking of the Bravos, we're going to get to them right now. Uh, Tony, appreciate you joining us. As always, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Bonnie. That's Tony Stennett joining us today. That'll do it for today. Andy Herzer joins me tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. All sports talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.